0: Welcome,
1: our fellow lovers of love,
0: and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down
1: the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. And good evening, our fellow lovers out there, and welcome, and thank you for joining us, and. I plugged this in all wrong this time. Look that way, right? Right there we go. go. It's always something at the beginning of these shows, isn't it? It's
0: always something. (laughs) We have to fire our intern.
1: Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) We could get one. Maybe that would help. (laughs) That's what happens when I throw the studio together in a few minutes. I get I'm too fast at it, so I wait, and now. It, it, yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, it's my own fault but you know what do you want to do i, I at least i admit my fault so i will work on that we're professional around here we are but as we are here tonight to discuss christmas because it's that christmas time of year and you can see we've got the ugly christmas sweaters oh yeah. yeah mine is
0: a, a kitty cat with, yeah. in a santa hat it's cute with glasses
1: very your... festive and i let me see you've blocked yours with uh your screen, screaming, why? See, mine's Darth Vader. I take off the thing. We all run the... It used to have flashing lights. It's got one. Look, it's got, this one works. This one. And sometimes this one does. They came back alive the other day. There it goes. But these one don't. Yeah, there's three more that don't. I don't know. Darth Vader's half dead, I guess. But he never used two lightsabers either, so... Anyway. It's not like historically accurate. The Darth Vader or Santa is really historically accurate. Well,
0: that's why it's an ugly Christmas
1: sweater. (laughs) It is. It's an ugly Christmas sweater. (laughs) But it's also people like this Christmas sweater. So it's one of those ugly, likable Christmas sweaters. It is. So there you go. So it's that Christmas time of year where people spread joy in various ways. Hey, and next week, I, I get this thing off tomorrow. Or the day after tomorrow, technically speaking. Your cast. Yeah, this stinking thing finally gets to come off. So next week for Christmas, I, I have don't have a cast.
0: Yay! Yeah, I
1: finally get this thing off of me, unless I break my wrist again or arm again, which my luck is entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we are here to talk about santa claus and christmas and christmas traditions and where they come from and and you know how to make new ones you know you don't have to follow old traditions you we all have the freedom to choose our own christmas traditions and if that means we make new ones then we make new ones you know that everybody gets to do their own thing and we all get to decide kind of what's right for us and for our families and for our and i think that's the glorious thing about this time of year. Is we all get to share and spread our love for our fellow man, our families.
0: And how we in any way we choose to do it yeah. or not.
1: Yeah, that is the um, you know, and if you're a not even necessarily a humbug Christmas person, we won't go there. But even if you're someone who's you know doesn't get into the Christmas spirit, that's okay. You know, no one there's no law that says you have to enjoy Christmas. You know, it's okay.
0: No, yeah, not everyone celebrates Christmas, believe it or not.
1: And some people go out of their way to not celebrate Christmas yeah. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And it's okay. You know? It's alright. Don't let everybody else celebrating it make you feel bad that you don't. It's fine. Lots of people do lots of things that other people don't. And, you know, you have your reasons. You don't have to justify them to anybody, not even yourself. Just be yourself. Yeah. You know? All right. So, but what do we have?
0: Well, we have a plethora of Christmas information. Okay. The sum is very tantalizing. We're going to start off with some fun facts about Santa Claus.
1: We are all Santa Claus. That's the wonderful thing. But
0: yes, my middle daughter told me today, I'm the one who brings, makes the Christmas magic. And that really warmed my heart.
1: So we are all Santa Claus. That's the thing about the Christmas spirit. That's the thing about Santa Claus. Santa Claus, that's why it's how his home is in the North Pole. It's a place that doesn't exist. Right. North Pole doesn't actually exist. It exists in our imaginations, in our spirits. And so is Santa Claus real? Yeah. Every person who on Christmas Eve goes out and sneaks a present under a tree or drops it off at a friend's house or all the various ways we, we share our Christmas love is Santa Claus. The fat man with the beard and the jolly laugh and, and the and the silly costume. It's like a superhero, it's a representation. It's not about him, it's about the rest of us. So can we can come down a chimney that we don't have? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get started.
0: Okay, everybody knows number one, whose real name is Saint Nicholas but that he was a Turkish Turkish Bishop. Uh-huh. Yes, he has a lot of other names. Santa Claus. Kinter is where uh, Sinter Claus, which is Dutch is where, um, it comes from he's also known as Father Christmas, Chris Kringle, Christmas man in Germany and Grandfather Frost in Russia.
1: Grandfather Frost. That's cool. It slays insanely fast. It breaks the speed of all kinds of things. So he doesn't
0: always had to go he doesn't always go down chimneys. Which we, we know we that we know this for for true. He became famous in a poem, "The Night Before Christmas," in eighteen twenty-three.
1: Ooh, we should do a reading of that next week.
0: I I will be. I would love to.
1: You're gonna have to remember.
0: <laughs> I, I give a very dramatic reading. All right, we'll
1: do that next week.
0: Cool. All right. Coca-Cola is the one who designed the the red outfit.
1: The fat man matches their uh, their red colors. Makes sense. Makes sense. Advertisers. Always advertisers, isn't it? No one's quite sure
0: where Hedal is. It's the North Pole, but where?
1: Yeah, because the North Pole doesn't actually exist.
0: All your letters go somewhere.
1: All letters are sent to one post office in a town called Santa Claus in Indiana. The USA only writes third most letters to Santa the second most come from Canada, and the most are written by children in France. Wow, more letters written in Canada than the United States. It's like must be every kid in Canada must be writing these letters because <laughs> <laughs> there's like United States has ten times more people than Canada. So that's wow. Because Canada is the same size as you know population wise as California, roughly. Oh wow. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it it
0: says, must it must be a big tradition. It used to be a big tradition here. My girls did.
1: Yeah, but once we got to emails, man. Our kids aren't kids don't write no more. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> American kids, we we adapt to technology quickly. <laughs> that's what our kids do here.
0: And there is online that you can get letters from Santa um sent to your children look into it Mm -hmm. okay he needs a few more reindeer that sleigh is way too heavy we all know that it's magic he has a pilot's license and a passport
1: cool there's no santa in iceland
0: he was issued a pilot's license by the u.s government in 1927 and in 2013 Canada officially gave Santa a passport, making him a Canadian citizen.
1: A passport from Santa Claus. All right. So.
0: There is no I- Santa in Iceland?
1: No, they have 13 Santa Clauses, known as Yule Lads. They're merry and mischievous and give good children sweets and bad children rotting potatoes. So they don't get corn, they get rotting potatoes. I I mean, at least coal is something useful. You can keep yourself warm with burning coal, right? (laughs) What the hell are you going to do with a rotting potato?
0: (laughs) Plant it? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Maybe you can plant it. It's good for fertilizer, (laughs) I suppose. helps with the... uh, uh, Okay,
0: now here are some of the names. Pot scraper, door slammer, spoon liquor, and sausage swiper.
1: And yes, they are named right... What they do best. Sausage wiper. That's called dad. Spoon liquor is called child. Door slammer is, is teenager. And the pot scraper is mom. So there we go. Hey, we've got that one discovered. There's the family right there. That's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> you just explained that one. All right. Now, of course, you could have switched the spoon liquor and the pot scraper could swell. You know, it could be mom and child. But either way, you've got four. Okay, <laughs> you can track his progress?
0: You can track his his progress on, on NORAD. I do it every year. It's on Facebook. Just type in NORAD, and it'll come up. It's pretty freaking cool. You can track it Christmas Eve.
1: So before as, Santa Claus. As he
0: goes over the world, and they give you different um, – that you check in I check in like every hour and and they give you what country he's in and they give you information about that country. You can learn about different countries. It's pretty cool. No. No.
1: We has a Scandinavian variant because before Santa became popular in Scandinavia, the Christmas figure was the Yule Goat.
0: Ah! That explains the goats that we I have. That my Danish grandmother used to send me. I'm 60 years old. I've been around these freaking straw goats all my life. And I had no idea.
1: Now, you know, they're Yule goats. That's what they are. The magical goat. I thought they
0: were reindeer. They're goats.
1: (laughs) The magical goat would wander around making sure people were preparing for Christmas and demanding presents. Like a reverse Santa Claus. So, you know, like goats. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So coal wasn't always a present.
0: Wasn't an awful present, of course. You get keep warm.
1: And that's how I pushed it out. In, in the olden days, it was actually quite a good present. Yeah, Christmas coal is when Scrooge wouldn't let Bob put another bit of coal in the fire. Yeah, so it, it's what I mean. It's coal is a useful thing, but it just wasn't fun. You know, kids didn't like getting coal in their stockings because, well, how fun is getting coal in your stockings? But for your family, hey, man, that's... It's a couple of days of heat, or dinner cooking, or whatever it is, right? So it's an it was a valuable present. It's just you're you know, nine. What the hell do you want with coal? You <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's about. All right. And then once we got indoor heating and all that stuff, you'd be yeah. You know, we don't need coal anymore. Now it's a bad present. All right, Mrs. Claus. He has a wife.
0: The first time she was mentioned was in 1849 in a short story. But Goody she didn't become a popular figure until 1889 when she starred in a po- poem called Goody Santa Claus on a Sleigh
1: Ride. Tells you how old this stuff is, right? 1849? And that's when Mrs. Claus was mentioned. 1889. When Goody Santa Claus was her big, uh, her big what made her, her popular? She wasn't poppy.
0: really popular for forty years.
1: And but that's a hundred and thirty years ago. Santa was banned in the Soviet Union. Capitalist? Swine. Why am
0: I not shocked?
1: Yeah, well, it was capitalist swine. Odin was kind of the original Santa. So you know, for Thor's dad. So there you go. Uh, for those of you Marvel fans. You know, Odin was Santa Claus. So there you go. You can tie it all into your Marvel universe. Now you can get Santa Claus into the Marvel into the Marvel universe. There you go. There's your next your next Marvel movie. It's Santa
0: Thor, Santa, Qu- Santa of Thunder.
1: Yeah, or something. Yeah, who knows? Santa Claus gets to. Well, see that explains how he can circle the world in a, in a night. Mexican children send their letters with balloons. There you go. Spanish children get their presents delivered in an interesting way. In their Catalan region. Catalan? Catalan? Mm-hmm. Children paint a log with a face. It's called a... Oh, God.
0: de Nadal.
1: Thank you. They, they operate for food and keep it warm with a blanket. And then they put the log in the fire beat it with sticks to make it poo out. presents it's like, what, what seven-year-old boys invented this? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> that's what that is. He had to go up politics. In North Pole, Alaska, a man legally changed his name to Santa Claus and was elected to city council. See, there you go. So Santa Santa Claus was a city councilman, at least at one time. In North Pole. So how's that, legally speaking? That's silly, but, you know, we get to do what we want. I do what I want. It's like Cartman. I do what I want. <laughs> I guess Santa Claus was Cartman. He'd become city councilman in North Pole, just to annoy people. You must respect my A authority. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than Darth Vader being Santa Claus, I suppose, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what do we got next?
0: Okay, we got a couple facts about Christmas trees. Each year, 30 million American families enjoy a real Christmas tree. Uh Uh-huh. And on the average, it takes Christmas trees seven years to reach their standard height. And there are eight types of Christmas trees you can grow. And there are seventeen. Thousand Christmas tree farms,
1: seventeen thousand. And don't feel guilty because these are these aren't these are man, these aren't uh, forests that people are chopping down for these trees. These are crops. These, yes, yeah, they're, they're crops.
0: They're sustainable
1: crops. Yeah, yeah, they plant more trees than they harvest. Yeah, they do. Because you know what they need they need trees for next year and the year after that and the year after that and they've cut kind of all the trees and don't replace them. They won't have any trees. So in order for their business to sustain, they need to keep planting trees.
0: Yes. Okay. Last one. The first written record of a decorated Christmas tree is from Latvia in 1510. It was decorated with artificial roses in the 1800s. German settlers brought the Christmas tradition to the US.
1: And so, the top Christmas tree production states, I'm actually be surprised. Michigan, North Carolina, Oregon doesn't surprise me. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, I suppose Wisconsin doesn't surprise me. And Washington. I would think Washington would be higher on the list. Unless he did the list alphabetically, not by production, which is what it looks like. I would have listed it by production. So anyway, I would think Oregon and Washington would have a lot. And if you get it early, make sure you take care of your tree. Make sure you water that thing a lot and put its special food in there and all that. Otherwise, you're going to have a bonfire in your front in your living room. And nobody wants that around Christmas time. All right, now, what else we got, Love? We got unusual Christmas traditions that you don't know of?
0: That I I haven't looked into these, to tell you the truth. All
1: right, so this is going to be fun.
0: I know about the first one,
1: uh-huh.
0: Christmas Demons in Austria. Now, um, naughty ch- children on the naughty list will be punished by St. Nicholas or Santa's evil counterpart, Krampus. Krampus. A half- goat, demon. Apparently, on on December 5th, men drum, dressed as Krampus parade in the streets carrying chains and baskets that are meant for abducting bad children. Good heavens.
1: Krampus, that's a great video game name to use as your video game character. Krampus. Just saying. <laughs> that's a great one. Uh, poop related traditions in Catalonia
0: There's a tr- tradition of the defecating log.
1: Is that the same thing the beating the log again?
0: And the log will be sent out as gifts. Starting two weeks before Christmas, cat families create a character out of a wooden log and feed the log with nuts, fruit, and sweets. Oh, so it's um it's a uh, it's a fruit cake.
1: <laughs>
0: but they call it poop
1: well yeah because then they beat it anyway it's another one of these beating the log things I don't understand but okay we'll, we'll accept that's what they are uh, deck the halls of spider webs in Ukraine
0: hmm I have a few friends who totally get into that
1: yeah of course with the nude lights you don't want spider webs to explode your Christmas tree so you have to be careful All right. Radish carvings in Mexico? So, wild radishes. Some
0: say that this tradition began when a few monks brought some extra-large radishes to the Oaxaca Christmas Market in the mid-1700s. Later in 1897, the mayor of Oaxaca City started the radish carving competition as a way of attracting more people to the Christmas market so it was promotion
1: radish well hey that's unique right who the heck would think of having a promotion with radishes i know and so you know hey why not knock your killer cat hey they met our cat and the book given in iceland so apparently in iceland is new clothes because they don't get one the yule cat will come and eat them so you apparently you need to get new clothes on christmas Otherwise, come in, the cat will come and eat you. The yule cat.
0: A yule cat. It's
1: like a yule goat. But different.
0: And it's also a tradition for Icelanders to give each other a book during Christmas. A book? Mm-hmm. It's meaning it's
1: flood. Yeah, one of the few things that weren't rationed. Meaning in the world.
0: Christmas flood of books.
1: It's because they weren't rationed in World War II, so it became the most affordable gift. And so it was one of those things where the tradition sticks around because it's a, now a tradition. You know, that's sometimes how traditions start. We forget why we start them, but we just keep doing them because. Was like my mom tells a story about someone who told a story, and I forget what it was. Someone had. Their mother was cook. Their mother used to cook a, a roast, right? And she'd cut off the ends, put it in the pan, and cook it in the in the oven. So the girls, when they're older, were cutting the pan and putting it in the oven. So, so why do we cook this way? I don't know. My mom always cooked this this way, and so why do we cook this way? So she went and asked her grandmother, because that's the size pan I had. There was nothing special about the recipe about <laughs> cutting up the pans. It's the size pan she had. And, but her daughter, that's the way that was the way she was taught to cook to, to to prepare and cook it. So that's what she did. Even though they now have a big enough pan and big enough oven to cook <laughs> it however they want. But that's just how I was taught. And so it's, you know, traditions are strange things. You don't always know why they start nor why they're around. But it's You know, sometimes they're kind of wonderfully silly.
0: (laughs) Yes, they are. Speaking Uh, of silly, I'd like to talk about some fun Christmas party activities.
1: All right. Christmas party activities.
0: Yes. Okay, the first one. Okay, but
1: before we go about Christmas party activities, I want to know what kind of person goes to a Christmas party? I can actually honestly say I've never really been to a Christmas party. Really? Really? No, I mean, I went to a work one once, but it's only because I felt I had to. I would have preferred to have gone and taken a nap. Frankly, I would have preferred to, uh, preferred to have kept working, but. <laughs> it's
0: fun, it's team building.
1: Yeah, sure. Except for those that don't want to be there. <laughs> and half of those that do want to be there only want to be there because they're getting out of work. <laughs>
0: at least are putting in an effort
1: i showed up (laughs) that's what you want for me (laughs) all right so what are your fifth your activities that you well
0: we used to do this one in in a family i was in um white elephant
1: okay well lots of people do the white elephant gifts that's that's not one. you got charades, you just do it Christmas charades. Christmas festive, yeah. Charades, okay, so all right. Christmas Carol Pictionary Relay? Okay, now that just sounds overly complicated. And one if what happens if you can't sing? Or does it have nothing to do with singing?
0: It does have <sighs> In order to play this game, players must get the name of the song from the game organizer and draw out their song. You know, like White Christmas, uh-huh. Jingle Bells.
1: Okie dokie then.
0: Jingle Bell Rock would be fun. That'd be cool. Okay.
1: Christmas Carol Bingo. Bingo. Hey. They're starting bingo down at the community center, by the way. A uh, stocking guessing game. You p- surprise your, your guests with the stockings
0: full of uh, odd objects, and you have them guess what is in the stocking. Ouch. You can feel the stocking, but can't look inside.
1: Uh-huh.
0: When the game is over, let the winner with the with the most correct guesses keep the stocking. Uh huh. Name that Christmas song. Well, all righty then. You divide up into two or three groups, and you and you challenge teams to write down the name of a Christmas tune after you say one line of the song out loud.
1: Oh, what's the uh, name that tune? That's what that's from. Okay. Yeah. Christmas movie trivia. I would suck at that. Christmas Mad Libs would be at least intriguing because you could be all wacky. And there's a, that's a printable.
0: You can find that online. Yeah. Gift wrap relay. Host a gift wrap relay this holiday season by dividing your guests into two teams. You can then set aside two tables at opposite ends of the room with unwrapped gifts and wrapping paper supplies. Guests then race one by one to their respective tables and wrap the gifts as fast as possible. This games end with the winning team finishing out wrapping all their gifts.
1: It seems to me like a a lazy way for the host to get their presents wrapped. That too. Now, unless you're giving them to like charity or children or something, wrapping them for children, and that'd be kind of cool. Right? That's a cool way to do that. Right. If you've got a warehouse full of boys you need to rap for the children <laughs> all right let's might as well have some fun with it right they're going to be appreciative they don't have to be perfect let's go all right candy cane relays
0: okay you have a, you have a big bowl of candy canes and you take one candy cane and you try and get hook out and get out as many candy canes as you can
1: so it's like bobbing for apples, but different. The
0: catch is you have to put the candy cane in your mouth.
1: Yes, it's like bobbing for apples, but different. Okay. Yes.
0: Christmas card swap. Bring two to three Christmas cards from when you were a child for this fun icebreaker game. And then you put them up and people guess who it is and this kind of thing. That's a fun game.
1: Uh sure, uh, I'm skeptical, but okay.
0: Christmas cookie decorating—that's more for
1: children. Uh huh. Oh,
0: gingerbread house decorating. Oh shoot me!
1: Just stop with gingerbread houses. Can we just stop with gingerbread houses?
0: No one eats them. Why do we do them?
1: I don't know. Because the, I don't okay.
0: Know. I understand the things. kit with for children and letting them do it as a holiday tradition and it's a fun activity they're off of school for two weeks you got to do something with them
1: well that's how the tradition keeps going stop it <laughs> <laughs> then as adults you want to think back in this oh how isn't that nice then they get the oh no no it wasn't nice <laughs> why did we do these things <laughs> stop it stop spreading that damn tradition not it. <laughs> we just throw the food away. It, deco- it decomposes me. in the thing. It's fine.
0: Arts and craft. A personalized Christmas ornament is a good idea. Tree decorating. Make a Christmas card.
1: Mm-hmm. Christmas card craft, yeah.
0: Christmas Carol.
1: Christmas karaoke. Oh, yeah, that'd be great.
0: Hey, we need to go back to Christmas
1: carols. Okay, Chris, from people who can sing are f- great. That's fine.
0: Who can't sing jingle bells?
1: Do you want me to show you? Yes. No, because we'll <laughs> lose what viewers, few viewers we do have. I-
0: <laughs> Christmas karaoke.
1: Uh, Christmas photo booth. All right. That'd be fun.
0: That'd be fun. To have Santa. Elf ears, Santa hats, candy canes, anything?
1: Yeah, or green screen mm-hmm. or something. Green that can, screen, yeah. That you can play off of. That'd be all right. So. Okay. All right. So that is your Christmas Bliss from Lubby this week.
0: Yes, and also you can find on our website top five Christmas vacation destinations in the United States, and top ten destinations for a merry Christmas throughout the world. Just for a fun little fantasy thing, or maybe plan your next vacation.
1: And so, what's going on next week here at Late Night Love, US? If you want to be technical, I don't know yet. You don't know yet. You don't know yet. I do know. Lobby's going to get her Christmas present next week.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Right on here. Live on air. So you guys don't want to miss that. Really. True me. Trust me. You guys really don't want to miss that one. So if there's, you want to turn in and see, should we do it at the top of the hour? I'll have to think about that while we finish the show. And see, I'll let you guys know at the end of the show, what part of the show I'm going to give her the present time. All right. maybe Probably at the top. But we'll think. Let me make her wait just for the heck of it. You're evil. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you go. Let's get started off. You've got parenting up here at the top. Yes,
0: I do. And this poor man, he writes in, I hate Christmas, not for the holiday itself, because I'm not allowed to give my kids something without people getting annoyed or mad at me. Every single time it's, why don't you just wait until Christmas? Or that could have been a Christmas gift. Why should I have to wait?
1: You shouldn't. Tell everybody to stuff it, or better yet, just ignore them. You know, when you reach the point in your life where their opinions don't longer matter, that's when you become happiest. If they're reflecting their world on you, not your world. Enjoy your world. If you want to give your kids presents year-round, if, if your family understands that's your routine, then it's fine. You know, it's not about the gift on Christmas Day. It's not the thing. It's that you're showing your love and care for your for those you care about, and if you do it a week before Christmas or a month before Christmas, or a couple weeks after Christmas, because that happens to be where the economics lay, or maybe not at all, and all you can give them is time. That's the greatest gift of all, right? So, don't worry about what other people are thinking. You know, just do you. They have their traditions; you have yours, and you go. That's nice i'm glad you like i'm glad you enjoy living life like that way really. great this is how we do it Just move on. don't think too much about them this would be my suggestion yeah <coughs> okay
0: okay my kids are now five and three so go we go to a lot of classmates birthday parties at the end of each and every one of them our kids receives a goodie bag full of some candy which is fine in a random assortment from what I call CPG, or cheap plastic junk, why is this junk so popular?
1: Because it's cheap while still giving the impression that you're, you know, giving some gift, even though it's really not. It's just stuff you're going to throw away or take up space.
0: Uh, they do. This, that cheap plastic junk can serve as a uh, toy. That a child
1: actually
0: plays with
1: and likes Could be, but most often not. Just give them the candy and move on. The candy is actually enough. Don't give them the cheap cheap. Li- if you're buying it at the dollar store, it's not a it's just don't buy it. Give them candy, something they'll actually like and enjoy. It, and it's not just gonna take up space in a landfill later on. That's what I would be saying. But if you want to be asked why it was popular, and that's why it's popular, because it's cheap and readily available and they want to give you a gift you know you accept it in the intentions that it was the spirit that it was given and then you just throw them away when it's broken tomorrow okay
0: what's next okay i was denied my christmas bonus because of the technicality and we were really counting on it to pay for christmas gifts for our kids and each other this year It was a punch to the gut Friday when I found out I wouldn't get it. How do I explain to my children Christmas is going to be slim this year?
1: Well, really it's going to depend how old your children are, how you deal with it. But first, the slimness of your Christmas should fall mostly on you and your wife because that's what parents do. So whatever resources you have for for Christmas should go all to your children. And your children should have already been raised to accept what they're able to get, and so it really shouldn't be a thing. Especially if they're young, if they're teenagers, you may have to have a discussion. Hey, we there's no money for big gifts this year. Maybe, maybe in January or February will think of something. You know, that's how I had to deal with it. So, you just be honest and upfront with them because it's their expectations set. You don't want to set expectations that are then not met. So, you know. And if they're young, they like what they get. And hopefully you have an extended family, large extended family, and so they still come away with plenty of gifts. But if not, remember the biggest gift on Christmas is you and them. It's not the trinkets they get. But I do have a hint for you. Don't buy them clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try and find it on something they actually want so they will accept a one, one if, present if it's you know so avoid clothes if you can. That would be my su- one suggestion get them a toy get them something they are asking for if you can. you know or maybe get them a group gift a gaming system or something that all of them can use. Yeah, I've had to do that a couple times. Or I can't afford to get all of you something. I mean, to get each of you something, but I can't afford to get. I can't afford to get all of you something. So, yeah. And if you've raised your kids right, you have a proper family. It's not a problem. You know, they accept it, and it's just normal for them. There is nothing wrong with it. It's just the way life is. It's how you feel and reflect on that. So just be okay with it. Because it's the way it is. You can't change it, so you're just going to have to deal with it. That's the gift you can give them this year. You know? Don't take a bad situation and make it worse. Don't go into debt that you can't afford. Okay. Okay. My 14-year-old was caught vaping at school.
0: One day school suspension. She is generally a very good kid and only occasionally gets in trouble once every couple of years. She she is obviously apologetic and claims it was her first time. Thoughts on how to respond to this?
1: Well, it could have been her first time, but if it was her vape, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but also, I'm not entirely sure. How do you deal with it? Well... Uh, no, I wouldn't make too much of a deal about it because frankly, you have a tendency to push them farther into it, but that's also something you have to know your daughter and their circumstances and why she's feeling the need. She's trying to fit in. She thinks she's dealing with stress. You know, What's the underlying, she's just trying it to be cool. That's what's going to happen, which will pass. There's, you know, you just have to know. There's not a, I can't sit here and say here is a single way to deal with it because there's not. Children are individual, circumstances are individual. And, you know, and you have to make a decision about where you're, which risks you want to run. You know is is there a risk to health with vaping? Yes, there is. Is there a risk to addiction? Yes, there is. Is if you come down too hard on her? Is there a risk to her rebelling and have and going down paths that she otherwise wouldn't have gone down? Yes, there is. And you have to balance all these things. And no one sitting here can tell you to do anything but proceed carefully. Open the lines of communication and keep talking. I wouldn't make rash decisions. Talk to her about it. Yeah. Actual genuine conversation, not lectures. And that's hard for parents to do. <laughs> but that's what you have to do. You know, kind of a non-judgmental conversation. Because otherwise she's going to, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So you don't want to push her into rebellion. That's my suggestion. You know, this may be her. If vaping is the big worst type of rebellion, she's... Going to give you, then maybe you think you're lucky stars. <laughs> you know? But again, it's something I can't tell you from here. I, there's just, you have to, these are those tough calls that parents have to deal with every day in the short term. We wish you the best of luck. But the best of ways, approach it calmly and with empathy and compassion. You yeah. know? Maybe she's trying to fit in. Maybe she's feeling anxious. She's trying to deal with it. And because she's a teenager, she's still not dealing with it properly or sideways, whatever. You'll find out. But it's not a one hour conversation. It's a conversation just going to have 20 minutes today, 30 minutes tomorrow, 40 minutes next week, 10 minutes, you know, the day after that. I mean, that's how these conversations are going to go. Okay.
0: Okay. Now we move on to some work questions. All How am I supposed to survive the workload of college in a future 9 to 5 if I can barely keep up with high school?
1: Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> because work on in, in, uh, your 9 to 5 is this thing called different. You know, you're paid to be there at 9 to 5, and then you they do this thing called go home. And they don't have this thing called homework at, <laughs> at work. Now, some people take their work home, which – don't know why you would do that, because if but you know, if you're salaried, there's a different question. But for the most part, right, especially your first jobs, you're not gonna be taking a lot of work home. Right? You can't wash the dishes from McDonald's at home. Right? There's there's just a certain amount of things you can't do at home. I mean, I can't do my job from home, even though there's parts of it I can. But I'm more efficient at work. So when you're home, you're home. Unlike school, where you go to school all day, then you come home and you study and you for school tomorrow and you're spending 12-hour days through university. Or when you're in high school, you're spending an hour on the bus both ways getting to and from, from school. I mean, and you're in school to learn how to do things. So you're not efficient yet, despite what you might think. You know, you're not good at anything yet. You're not. You're still learning. You know, it takes a long time to become fast at things. Right, that's what experience gets you is is fast, is quickly, and so when you're 30, you're much faster at your jobs and tasks than you were at your 20. I mean, you, unless your jobs are purely physical, like you know baling hay or something, <laughs> right? 20 year olds are better at bailing hay than 35 year olds, right? But if it talks about processing information and repeating processes, 35 will kick your butt because they've been doing it a long time. They've learned a lot. They've learned how to do a job that would take someone who's 22 hours, you know, make it take 30 minutes. I, I was just, I just read the story today. It's about, uh, there was a ship that engine had stopped working. His old diesel engine had stopped working. And so they had to scrounge up this old diesel mechanic because no one could fix it. And he came in there and he, Poked around for about thirty minutes, took out a, a hammer, banged on one spot, and it started working again. And and then he built it for ten thousand dollars. And says, "You were spent thirty minutes there. How can you build it for ten thousand dollars?" Says, "No, I built you ten thousand. I built you nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars for the for for the experience for me to get it done in thirty minutes. See what you paid for is me knowing what to look for, so I know where to bang on it. You didn't actually pay me to come and bang on it." You came to help me to figure it out how quickly it is, to do it quickly. You could have had someone take the whole thing apart and figure it out eventually, but you didn't have time. So I saved you a boatload of money. So pay me my 10 grand. (laughs) And it's the same way, right? If a less experienced engineer would have had to take the whole thing apart, I mean, they'd run engineering in in and out of there and they couldn't fix it. So it's the experience. And it's the same thing. When you get to be in college and you get to your regular nine-to-five job, you will know how to better navigate your life. You'll be better with time management. You'll make better decisions. You'll know
0: yourself better.
1: And you'll know your material. You'll have learned. It won't take you so long to process information because you'll have been taught how to do it quickly. And you'll have been practiced how to do it quickly. Yes. Because it's not just being taught how to do it quickly. It's practicing how to do it quickly. All right. What's next?
0: Okay. I was let go back in May from exer- from an organization I've been over backwards for while being underpaid. They have been promising to bring me back as a temp, but have basically been stringing me along with the process of work, prospect of work, for nearly two months now. What is a reasonable reaction?
1: To move on and get a different job? I don't understand why this is complicated. They've already shown you they didn't want you. They are just trying to be nice. They're not really stringing you on. They're just not competent to tell you that, you know, maybe they respect you as a human being, but they don't need your services anymore. You know, who knows what it is. They just don't want to be blunt. And so rather than telling you you're no longer needed, they said, yeah, maybe we can find you work later on. But they're not going to have work for you later on. That's why they let you go. So it's time to move on. Are they being... You know, incompetent about the way they're going about it. Yes, yeah, clearly. But you know, you—it's time for you to take charge of your own life and get your resume together. Go on LinkedIn or whatever that your job boards of choice are, and start finding the next job. So, and it's okay because you know what—the best way to get a big pay raise is to change jobs. So you'll be all right. Okay.
0: I turned down a promotional work and now the manager wants to speak to me about why I feel uncomfortable doing this. How do I get out of it?
1: You don't, you just go tell him the truth. He may be curious, right? He wants to know why. It doesn't mean you're in trouble. I get being anxious about it. I trust me. I really do. It's like being called into the principal's office. You just don't want to do it, but you know, He may want you, he may think it's good for your career. He may be trying to look out for you. And in a sense, you don't want the responsibility and that's fine. You just have to tell them, I just don't want the responsibility. I'm happy with my job. I had a friend in high school whose dad was a, a computer programmer for a state department. And he kept offering him promotions and he kept saying, no, no, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. Because he just wanted to go in, do his job and go home. He didn't want the responsibility of being a supervisor or a manager. He just wanted to be his he just wanted to sit behind his desk and program his code. That's all he wanted to do. He didn't want to be responsible for other people. It's, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, right? He was perfectly happy where he was. And if that's your response, just tell them that. You know, if, I didn't feel comfortable in that in that position. I don't feel qualified. Whatever it is, just tell them that. Because that's actually what they're looking for. They're looking for the truth. So just tell them the truth. Nothing bad's going to happen. They're just curious. Maybe because they like you and they care about you and they want you to succeed. You know? That might be the reason. And they're curious as to why you're not on the same path. And once they find out, then, you know, we'll find out maybe they have more faith in you than you have in yourself you know maybe you should talk to a therapist about that
0: okay okay we're going to go into relationships i don't know how to move on from a 5 year relationship which ended this morning where do i go from here
1: well it ended this morning you go nowhere Allow yourself to grieve. The, the, it's the only answer at the moment. A relationship ended this morning. It doesn't seem to me like you're panning for it to continue, but you still have to allow yourself to grieve. You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself to move past it too quickly. Allow it. You, you, the pain's going to be there, so allow it. Allow it to sit, because that's how you get through it faster. Don't fight it. You know, almost in a sense, become friends with it and then move on because you already know it, that's what you have to do. But that's my suggestion on these kinds of things. Feel the pain, feel the grief, allow yourself to mourn. You know, and pick a, you know, pick a day. You know how long you should mourn before you personally start getting bad for yourself. Most of us do. You know, you know, the you know, whether it's give yourself 24 hours, some people 72 hours, some people maybe a week, right? To kind of... My
0: mother always <laughs> said, give yourself three days.
1: Yeah, you know, have your pity party for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, allow yourself that, but give it a, give it a limit. And then you just start putting your life back together as not even back together. You start piecing your new life. Start going down the path that is your new life now. Because, yeah, your relationship is in end of a path that you were on. And so now you've got this path that you weren't thinking about before that you've got to wander down and it's, and it's tough, but whatever you think of right now, isn't going to be reality. So (laughs) feel your pity party, go through the grieving process. And once you start getting out the other side, you know, once you do that, once you've allowed yourself to feel, then you'll start, you know, seeing where you want to go. You'll start either picking up at old hobbies again and going back to things that you felt comfortable with, or maybe you'll feel adventurous and want to go out and try new things. And you, I don't know which ones you're going to want. Right? At some point, you'll want one or the other. Right? You'll go back and pick up old hobbies. Maybe go back pick up an instrument you used to play, or you know, whatever. Just take up painting again. You know, whatever your artistic expression was. Or maybe you'll go off and try skydiving or, <laughs> or rock climbing or something. You know, who knows. <laughs> Become a gym bunny. Who knows? You'll you'll something, you'll do something to start finding your looking for yourself again, that sense of self again. And then you'll find it and then you'll and then before you know it, life will just be life again. So it'll happen. So but for the next week or so, I feel for you. We're here for you. Well, metaphorically speaking. Yes. <laughs> Metaphysically, metaphysical speaking, I, I, I get that one confused. Okay, what's next?
0: Okay, my best friend led my boyfriend to believe I wanted to baby trap him. How do I convince him I never even thought about doing that?
1: Um, by just not trying too hard. To be honest, the only way you're going to convince them by not doing that is you say kind of that silly, and you just kind of move on and right there's no and if he doesn't believe you then that's a different issue my question is Be why would your best friend try to convince him that he was maybe that's not
0: your friend my (laughs) dear.
1: yeah that's certainly not a best friend well unless of course that best friend thinks there's something wrong with him and she's actually trying to protect you by driving him off but that's a different discussion i mean there is a reason that that might happen, you know.
0: Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. She's jealous.
1: Well, her best friend may be jealous, but it could just be protecting. Right? Maybe she secretly knows the guy's a scoundrel, and so he's she's just trying to or a playboy, and she's trying oh to, the games we play. Yeah, you know. So who knows? Rather than just talking to her friend about it, she tries to scare him off. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what the reasons are? But You can't actually do anything because it's one of these goofy positions where the harder you try to convince them, it just makes you seem guilty. (laughs) It's one of those things. It's almost a no-win situation, right? The only real way to to deal with it is to just kind of treat it as the silliness that it is and move on. And if he doesn't treat it the same way, then you're not on the same plane and it's a different discussion. You know what that discussion goes. I can't tell you, but it's a different discussion to have. Okay. What's next?
0: Do I female 21 let my ex male 22 know that his mom was the reason for our breakup. She was horrible to me.
1: Well, you could, I mean, if you suppose if you need to, or if you're, trying to get back together for some reason. But if you're generally broken up and it's over, I also don't see the point. You probably should have told them that before you broke up. Would have been the better time to have the discussion. I mean, assuming she didn't, I mean, it seems to me that this, this, this point it's too late. It's water under the bridge and you might be better off just moving on. You're still carrying it around. Yeah. Now, maybe telling them helps you get it off your shoulders. And, you know, maybe you're still friendly enough where it's an okay conversation. Yeah. But I always suggest that when you split, you just split. You know, kind of going back, it r- rarely gives you the closure or what you're looking for. It rarely does. It rarely does. So be careful. I mean, before you do, understand what you really want out of it. I would suspect is probably a better way for me to describe that. Okay.
0: Okay, I have. I'd like to move on. I have two sex questions. I'd like to end with. Tonight. All right.
1: So we got we got a few minutes. We'll do it. Okay.
0: Okay, her sex face <coughs> is very sexy. I love seeing it, and she looks different when we're having sex than when we aren't. If that makes sense. But when we make eye contact during sex, she has a like curious look. What the heck is she thinking?
1: How am I supposed to know that? I don't know what women (laughs) think when they're in that. I don't know.
0: A curious look?
1: It's hard to judge what people are actually going on behind sex faces because they're just weird. (laughs) I've been
0: told I have a curious look and I'm just like looking at the person and totally getting into them.
1: So so my guess is it's probably not a curious look faces. There's... It's just She's sex, all
0: intense. Dude. Sex
1: faces are weird and, and your emotions are weird. and, and So you're, yeah, yeah, it's probably not a curious look. Uh, it would be my actual guess. You're just misinterpreting the look because of the circumstances. That would be my guess. So, how's that for an answer? It's my best guess because hell if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm thinking during sex. So come on now. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. A girl. Next question. A girl just canceled our second date because I didn't have a sex face. What is a sex face?
1: Well, this is the second question we had a sex face. Uh, my, my assumption is that you're, to her, you look goof, goofy during sex. But how is she going to find that out on a one date? Or is she assuming what your sex face is going to look like? I'm not sure exactly what the hell that means.
0: What is a sex face? Were you making out and she didn't like the way you were looking at her or something? Did you have sex on the first date?
1: Yeah, maybe they had sex on the first date and she didn't like the way his facial expression looked. you know, Unlike the last one where she, you found her cute with her sex faces cute and she didn't find your sex face cute. That's what that one might mean. We are getting too fricking selective.
0: We're getting too damn picky. We're ditching people because of how their face twists up during orgasm. What the hell?
1: What? You think we're any different now than we've ever been in the species of humanity? (laughs) Doggy style was invented for a reason, woman. Come on. (laughs) Just say
0: it. (laughs) I don't want to see that. Thanks.
1: (laughs) We still need children, though. (laughs) And I actually kind of like you. So, (laughs) So, you know, hey, humans are weird, man. Don't judge. (laughs) Because it's just the way life is. And, you know, it's... In this time of year, when it's we all think about, you know good and bad and spending time with each other and what is love and all that stuff that goes along with Christmas. And then that shortly follows to the new year where we all think about rebirth and redoing and re- rejuvenation. Reju- reju- it's a uh, interesting time of year. And I think we all should maybe spend some more time thinking about it, a little more time in contemplation, I, I think is a good thing to do for this time of year. I think the cold weather, the dark the long dark nights are conducive to that. So for our Christmas suggestion is to spend some time with yourself. Give a gift to yourself. a gift of time. That's what I would do. And join us next week for Lubby. She gets her Christmas gift. We'll do it at the top of the hour just for fun so Lebby can Oh
0: yeah don't have to wait.
1: So you doesn't have to wait. I won't torture her. I love her too much to torture. And with that, we want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, have a good evening, and please remember to—oops, wrong mouth. Please remember one of these days I'm gonna get all this right. To love everybody.
0: Good night.
1: <laughs> oh wait there, wait, wait, there it is.